It is August 6th, 2018. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm here with Matt Morgan, Raj Geary. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, and we're going to talk about Monday Night Raw. Ronda Rousey, first Raw match tonight against Alicia Fox. Matt, what did you think of the show overall? Um, I liked tonight. Um, I did. I liked tonight. I liked, loved Kevin Owens' show. Um, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of, a lot of things I liked about tonight's show. A lot more than last week. Wow, I, I'm I was in the opposite corner. I thought most of the show tonight I thought was pretty much the same as it's been the last few, you know, few I, I weeks like, outside of Rousey and I like Rousey and I like Heyman. I thought those were great. You know you're forgetting one more. And Owens. <laughs> okay, one more after that. Eh, I think that's about it. Rollins. Yeah, I mean so Rollins has wrestled either Drew McIntyre or Dolph Ziggler on yeah. every episode since mid June. Don't we like where they're featuring the two of them though? They're just the doing the same thing. It just feels like they're running in place at this point. And and like Rollins was white hot a couple of months ago, and I feel like he has just come down so much because of this feud. And he get, he's getting beat all the time. I think McIntyre. This is like the third or fourth times he's pinned Rollins in the last couple months. So I'm all for it for now. Yeah, gotta make yeah. Drew. Drew's a future champ. I agree. I just think that uh, it, it's hurt Rollins overall. I just feel like he's not as uh, as hot as he was. I mean, the matches are good, but it's been every week. Do you think he suffers the fate that of uh, uh, what's his name, um, Fergal, um, Finn Balor? Finn Balor. Ab- absolutely. I think I think there's people at the top that just don't see him for whatever reason as a main event guy, and so they're they're bringing him down because a couple months ago was really the time you know the time to strike he was getting the loudest ovations on the show super he i mean he's still over of course but right i mean you know when timing is everything it felt like they've kind of missed that missed the peak opportunity they're just so dialed in you guys on their formula they just are it doesn't even matter anymore who gets white hot and when to strike right you know what i mean they're like nope he's an intercontinental slot right now oh it's right. getting over well that's great for the intercontinental level wrestlers you know what I mean? Because they just—they don't make—they don't act on it. Yep. So, exactly. so I, if I was in that company now, I'd have such a problem with that and going, "Hold up!" So I'm doing everything you're asking of me, and on top of it, I'm going against the grain because you guys are burying me, and I'm still getting over. Mm. And if this was Stone Cold Steve Austin back in that era, or The Rock, you'd be—you know what I mean? And I caught right. fire. You'd be using me at the top. Yep. You know, it's like scoring 40 points in a basketball game, and then your coach benches you the next week. It's like, what? Right. Yeah, exactly. So we're seeing that over and over. Um, and, yeah, I mean, so that too, Roman and, uh, and Corbin, it wasn't bad, but it went on forever when you yeah. know what the when you know the result. That felt retreading. <laughs> like, that felt, yeah, I didn't need to see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so tonight – uh, Kurt Angle, Baron Corbin out there addressing the Brock Lesnar situation. Roman Reigns comes out and sets up a match between Roman Reigns and Constable Corbin. Um, Roman, main character, right? Going into SummerSlam tonight, we got this in the opening segment. We got his interview about Brock Lesnar. He was supposed to be in the tag match, but that did not work uh, given that the man is keeping him down. Um, but Roman versus Corbin, it's interesting they're making this like a little uh, mini boss fight that Roman has to get through as a standing because Brock isn't showing up each week, right? Yeah, and in their heads, they think this is doing wonders for uh, (laughs) Corbin. Yeah. In in a way, it's better than um, 
than what they're doing with Lashley and Elias. Because at least the fans do not like Corbin. They like Elias, right? And so it's hurting Lashley. Uh, you can't do this. When you have a silent – and I don't want to stereotype Bobby as that silent, super jacked up, over baby face that fans want to cheer for, but he's not very entertaining, right? Um, he, and that's, that's not his fault, by the way. Um, you don't put him in, in against a heel who's uber entertaining. That's the last thing you do. Exactly. It hurts him. He's better in these intense feuds, like the stuff he was doing with Roman, where it's just two guys that don't like each other. He could do that with Corbin. Corbin's not super entertaining. You know? Yes. That would be a good yes. a good guy for Lashley to be yeah. up against, but not Elias, because Elias just kind of outshines Entertaining. Too entertaining. These comedy segments don't work for Lashley. And uh, anyway, we, the stuff with uh, with Corbin and Reigns, I thought Corbin, his talking is so much better in this role. But for everything he gets, you know, for for his improved mic work, he loses with, you know, the waiter gear that he has in the ring. <laughs> um, I always relate that stuff to, like, like what I did at TNA. So I probably annoy everybody with this. Like, Morgan, TNA is not the same as WWE. So stop comparing it. Well, that's, uh, that's what I got to speak on. And what I was going to say is when I first came through there, they were very specific, Jeff Jarrett and Dutch Mantel, to keep me in a suit and be Cornette's bodyguard. And then also I would uh, eventually move up and start to be like the assistant GM to the show. And I'd make all these terrible matches. Cornette would yell at me backstage, and it would be funny. But the goal of it specifically was to improve my, my promos and get over on the mic. And then the suit comes off, and then I rely on my physicality. Um, you know what I mean? Because a lot of big guys rely on their physical attributes when you have a certain look. So I was thankful they did that. And that's what they're doing here with Corbin. And it's working. Like you said, he's improving. He's getting over with his verbiage and with how he's delivering it and all of that. But then the bell rings. At least they let me wear trunks. Right. You know what I mean? Once You know what I mean? I wasn't wrestling boss man style all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't get it. I mean, it works in a weird way. If his character is supposed to be are a we, heel... Are we the only ones who think this, you guys, by the way? What do they say in the message boards about his gear? Do people shit on it? Or they like, oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. Consistently. It's like, you know, it's like Kane, too. He, the, the I least hated over, that. Yeah, the least... The least he seemed like a star was when he was doing the corporate Kane stuff. He was just yes. he was a job guy. Kane was a job guy as, as corporate Kane. And I didn't like it. When he'd bring the mask back, then he was back to being, you know, a, a player. Yeah, I think with Corbin, though, this this works in the sense that he's a much more watchable character with this. And, um, I mean, look, you're, no one's cheering for the guy, or no one's going to, especially with this gear. But uh, it works for, for what I think they're they're aiming for with it. And, you know, good for him. Um, can, that, you put, can you put him on a pay-per-view poster? Right. <laughs> exactly. Like, he's not a, he's not a top-of-the-card guy with that gear. That, I mean, and, and that's the main thing. If you had that poster in your room, you guys, and your friends came over for whatever reason, they're hanging out in your room, um, and they saw that poster, do you think they'd be like, oh, snap, that's the rock? That, that guy must be like the rock. Or would they be like, you know, who's homeboy in the, you know, waiter outfit? Why do you have a guy with a waiter outfit on your wall? And, and case in point, like, you know, Corbin's, he, he's a pretty imposing guy with the tattoos yes. and he's a tall guy. And then when Coachman was bringing up on commentary, trying to compare Lesnar and Corbin, it just sounded so ridiculous. <laughs> I did. I and did. it's because of, I think it has to do with that, what he's wearing in the ring and what you're seeing in the ring. And to compare that to Brock Lesnar, that it just made Coachman sound like a dope. Uh, you know, Corey Graves was trying to talk over him. But do, you, do you guys get the impression this is a former NFL badass? I don't. No, not in this. Before, yeah. Yeah, before. 
but then his promos were crap. So, you know, maybe to your point, like maybe <laughs> once his promos get better, then they, they drop back. the whole thing and then they drop this, you know, the waiter out. Dude needs to be on a motorcycle doing a lone wolf thing. I thought that was cool. I just, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So that was like a half an hour. The first half an hour of the show was yeah. that promo and then the match. Uh, distraction from Finn Balor coming in. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean. Yeah, Corbin was trying to run off to Finn Balor. Uh, then Phil ba- Phil ba- Finn Balor's music hit when he was trying to go to the back. And so he went back to the ring and Roman, Roman beat him. Yeah. I just think with how they open these shows, it's so important. You're strapping in for three hours. And to give the first half an hour to something it better be really good. And I thought as an opening segment goes, it was okay. The match was okay, but it wasn't like, oh my God, I'm so excited for Raw tonight. How are their ratings been doing, you guys, with their opening segments? You know, they don't have, I don't see the quarter hour segments anymore, but you'll see the hours. And it's been kind of fluctuating lately. Like Lesnar last week, because his segment was the last, it held off, it held up a lot better last week than it had been. So, um, it just depends. Usually you see the first hour is uh, in the summer. It's the second highest rated. Then it goes up for the second and big drop in the third. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Well, if that didn't do it for you, Bobby Roode versus Mojo Raleigh. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, and of course, uh, Reigns won on Corbin with the spear in that match. Uh, but Bobby versus Mojo. So here's what's weird about this. Mojo has been all over Twitter for the last couple weeks Smack talking Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode's tweeted like three times in the last month. <laughs> really? And nothing about the feud at all. Good in a, in, in a way. I feel like when I see Roode, I don't see someone that should be on Twitter. You know, again, we go back to the robe and that character. He should be this better than everyone, has hot women all over him, coming in limos. That's what Roode should be, not tweeting insults with Mojo Raleigh. No, making it rain wherever he goes. Yeah. But he's not even doing that. He's just backstage. Right. So he's, <laughs> yeah, I know. Like fluffing up his robe. He's just smiling, robe. smiling in the mirror with this big shit-eating grin. Yeah. He's I don't too, get it. He's too they good have, for this. They have to know this, right? They have to know Bobby's is unbelievable heel, right? They have to know this. You would think Triple H would have cued him in by now. Right? Yeah. But Mojo on Twitter, the way what he's been doing, Mojo, and even with the smack talk in the ring tonight and everything, I feel like it's very weird to have Mojo bringing this and Bobby's just quiet out there putting on a serviceable match when he ends up winning. Bobby's a good worker, like company guy. Yeah. Really good. So I I was just about to say something stupid, like maybe he's pouting, but that's not Bobby. No, I'm sure this is, it's just a, you know, time filler, you know, feud for them because they got nothing else for them. It sucks. You know, with Rude, I'm like, get get rid of the, no one cares about the glorious theme anymore either. You know, Isn't that crazy? I didn't think that was possible. Yeah. So get rid of that. If if that's what's holding you back from turning him heel, drop the theme. He doesn't need it anymore. Do a remix like you did with Nakamura. Which is mm-hmm. the coolest song ever, by the way. I love Nakamura's new version. That is cool. Yeah. I think Mojo, he, he just needs the right partner at this point, the right guy to get in a feud with. I feel like Mojo is so ready to break that they just keep giving him nothing. It would be, because let me be very clear, Bobby and Dolph are the best all-around workers on that roster. I'm telling you guys, we don't see it because how Bobby's being booked at the moment. But I'm talking heel Bobby, you know. Yeah. Bumping, one of the best bumping feeder heels we've seen. Yeah. I mean, you could do Finn next, but I I just think, 
I don't know. Mojo, I just keep feeling like he's missing something. I feel like he's improved. He's improved. But, but it, he's not like – I'm not like, oh, he's a star or that he's, you know, coming out. Or I didn't see his entrance. I missed the entrance. Did he Did he run again? Did he Did he do the stuff by the – did he run through the ropes again, run, run through the ring, go out to the other side? Yeah, I, I – he I did it the other that. night, and I thought he stopped doing it. And I was like, oh, this is great. He's not doing the goofy crap anymore. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not as goofy as it used to be. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Glenn, you remember? Uh, tonight, I don't remember his entrance. I, he, he was talking through the whole thing. It was or was good. he I already thought... in the ring? No, he came in second. <laughs> <laughs> they, went, they came up from commercial, and Bobby was in the ring? Uh, Bobby came out first, I then... Mojo was out, but they were showing the locker room brawl uh, while Mojo came out. Maybe that was it. Okay. Three-hour show. You don't remember everything. Uh, <laughs> I, like, I look at what happened. I'm like, yes, I have some vague recollection of this. Yeah. Um, I mean, Mojo's smack talk was good. I thought the match was fine, but, you know, Bobby ends up winning. So it's like, okay, here's Mojo gets in the situation where he's building it up and selling right. it on social media, and then he loses. Like, this did nothing for Mojo and didn't do anything for Bobby. I mean, it was absolute filler. Well, you, this is how WWE does their lower card feuds, right? So next week, I'm sure Mojo's going to beat uh, Bobby. You know, they're just going to yeah. trade trade wins and then have a match on the pre-show. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm guessing. That, I mean, that's how they do it with everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, at this point, bring back uh, Ryder. Have Ryder and Mojo do it. Originally, because I missed the entrances, I thought that was Ryder. <laughs> <laughs> I swear I did. <laughs> Uh, no. <laughs> at, least, at least there's a story there, though, and Zach is over with the fans still as a baby face. I mean, I don't know. Just something, you know? I mean, and this is nothing against Ryder. It's just how they booked Ryder. They've oh, they yeah. made, you know, they made him look so terrible that yes. he needs something new completely. To go back to that when he's already, been, you know, been beaten nonstop by, by Mojo. That yeah. He does anyone any favors. But I think if you're gone for long enough, because he hasn't been on Raw in quite some time. Yeah, I think he did it. He did something on. Uh, well, maybe he would need a complete makeover. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like there's there's like a irrelevance ranking, you know, of the guys that you don't they, see each week. There's a difference when you're gone, gone, and when you're main event gone. When you're still working uh, main event, you know. It's, it's true. True. Um. Well, this is the most anyone is talking about this match tonight. Um, <laughs> yes, go on. After that, uh, Elias <laughs> out there, interrupted by Bobby Lashley. Elias talking about the special on the WWE Network. Do you guys watch the WWE Network Elias special or listen to the album yet? No, no. I did watch it. It was really funny. I, I, oh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. I've not watched it yet. Elias is great. I mean, that guy is just so damn entertaining. that. Uh, I did not see this coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was the breakout star or the, you know, the last call-up, really. Um, I can't believe that. It's the truth, though. He's yeah. a star. He is a star in every sense of the word. Yeah. Yeah, I look forward to watching uh, that special on the network, and I might even check out the album. I checked out the album, too. It's on Spotify. <laughs> it oh, well, there you go. It's, it's entertaining. It's funny. Okay. You know what's occurring to me? I see these damn nationwide commercials every week with the song. Why isn't the WWE getting Elias to do one of those nationwide is on your side songs for the commercial break? How big of a sponsor are they for WWE? It's every week, right? And they have that, it's, they okay. rotate. Like there's that country singer right now, was the guy from Hamilton before? It's a good question. Good question. Yeah. It just yeah. seems like a natural. Maybe uh, yeah. Maybe nationwide. It's like, <laughs> wait, we're sponsoring wrestling? Right. We package this crap in there. Yeah. Maybe. 
Um, it just seems like a natural fit. Uh, so yeah, Elias and Lashley, they uh, built the segment tonight. More with them. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, is, this, is this feud? I mean, is this feud doing it for you guys? No. For who? Neither one. Uh, yeah. I don't, no. Yeah. No. That's back to what I'm saying. When you're when you're putting him in with these uh, with Sammy or Elias, um, gotta be careful. Yeah, you're putting him in these comedy segments. He's just not good at that. He's better. Where like the stuff with Roman was great that he was doing. It but felt he, like he was getting some momentum uh, with well, that feud. Because they're so over the top of their characters, which we've begged for for a while. Like we want deep characters that we know. Okay, this is his shtick. This is her shtick. This is his shtick. We know their characters, right? We know their personas. Okay, great. They've done that. Problem now is they have such an easy. They've gotten away from nobody's a legitimate athlete anymore, right? They don't use that angle or character, if you will. Bobby is the one. Just let him be super duper athlete, Bobby Lashley, and put him in situations and in, in, in angles where it's conducted like an ESPN type thing. You know what I mean? Like. It's a sporting event. He's in the gym pumping iron. He's sweating bullets. He's getting jacked. He's getting pumped for his match. I'll tune into that because he's a badass. And then I don't need to see him in these grab-ass promos, in these stupid little segments. Although, homeboy was entertaining as hell, Elias, when he attacked him, when he threw the music, (laughs) papers in the air, and then he goes, well, we better get out of here. Bobby's in a bad mood. (laughs) I I swear to God, I I rewound that three times. <laughs> that that was great. I, again, I just thought uh, when you're putting Bobby in with guys like Elias, Elias just completely outshined him. You'd, at, by the end, you're not wanting to boo Elias and cheer Lashley. Do you guys go back and watch old school? I, I watch a ton, and I go back and watch a lot of old Piper Hogan because that was my oh. favorite angle. Was yeah. Stud Andre. Okay, and watching it now, Piper outshined the living you know what out of Hogan. Oh yeah, all those segments and all those promos. Even when he wasn't the story, and he was the go-between between setting up him, Hogan, and Andre. Yeah, Piper still so still he stole every segment. He was so entertaining. Yeah, but he did it in a way to really get fans to hate him. Whereas Elias, you're you're oh yeah yeah you're, yeah you know yeah yeah. That's kind of the difference, though, isn't it? Kind of like as a kid, you think Superman is cool, and then as an adult, you're like, oh, Lex Luthor is badass. Oh, brother, I was heartbroken. When I, when I got signed by WWE, Tom Pritchard's like, hey, any of you newbies want to watch some tapes? Let us know who you want to watch. So I'm like, okay, Andre. I want to study Andre. Yeah. I'm a study stud. Those are my two favorite – that was one of my favorite angles of all time. So watching it as a wrestler and going, what the f- – I like this? This is horrible. It was like Big John Stud backing Andre up to the corner and taking his form and going, ugh. Ugh, like like right in his chest. And I'm going, this is horrific. How could I like this? Right. But but on the flip side, the great heels of that era were like heel. Like they got the fans so mad, Where whether it was uh, Tully Blanchard or Flair or Piper. Uh, Even if it's WWE, yeah, Macho Man. Oh, my God, Macho Man putting Elizabeth in front of him. Uh, uh, Snake Roberts. Um, yeah. Brother Love, tons of different heaters. It yeah, was so good. Like, to where like fans wanted to attack him. Like they really hated yeah. him. It wasn't like they were having fun and booing along. They hated these guys. No question. Do you so, think anything has to do with the cat being out of the cat being out of the bag? I, I do think that just because so so much social media and you're seeing these guys doing the charity work and 
and everyone's kind of friends, you know. That doesn't help, but don't you think it's us watching with a different set of eyes and yeah. now appreciating the heel going, wow, he had really good work right in this match. He did a good job of getting heat. We shouldn't be watching it for that. Yeah. Well, that's the internet, though, because we know more about it. The curtain right. is fully peeled back. I mean, you remember 20 years ago or a little over 20 years ago, the Pillman Stone Cold thing with the gun. People thought that was real. I know. You know, I, I, I was listening to Eric Bischoff's podcast and he was talking about that episode of Nitro where uh, Kevin Nash threw Rey Mysterio into the, the trailer. Wonder. Yeah. Wonder. And there was that big back, you know, there was that brawl backstage and they had the ambulance. All these people were calling they, the cops. And they legit came. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, you don't you don't see that anymore. For, so, yeah, in interviews 20 years ago, I mean, remember wrestling's biggest secrets revealed on Fox. Like, that was the closest thing yeah. we had to people really talking about. You didn't see these shoot interviews with guys so talking about the behind it, the scenes. It's not just that, though, because you see, you saw Lesnar last week, right? And yeah. that felt intense and organic. So if you let these true. guys be their real personalities and really bring out their, their own chance. character. Better chance, you think? I think so, for sure. Spend that our disbelief and give it a heel, legitimate eyeballs on him of going f him he's a dick i hope he loses exactly yeah. and that lesnar segment like that thing got like Great. nine million views on youtube already like it i mean it was one of the most viewed videos of the year on their youtube channel so wow. it shows like you get that character down and these guys instead of booking them all the same and giving them the same verbiage that every other guy gets if you make them more different like that's why elias stands out because he's different yeah and, uh, True. You make these guys different, I think you'd have way more success. Well, I think we know a lot more behind the scenes. I mean, Raj, 20 years ago when you started wrestling Inc. and you were interviewing guys, was anyone talking to you about the art of professional wrestling, the art of being a heel, the way you shape your character? I mean, these interviews now, I feel like we know so much more about the craft than we ever have before. I just again, I just think so much there was so much more so much more individualism back yeah. then. Macho Man did not sound like he would not say the stuff that Roddy Piper would say or that uh yes, you know, or Goldberg or, or Flair. Even Goldberg was not a great promo, but he would not be saying words that were written you yeah. know, for anyone right. else. Right. No, you're right on that. Yeah, so it's it's those individual characters and and it's the rest of themselves that got to bring it out. And when you're scripting them and, you know, you got someone else putting words into your mouth, you know, there's only so far you can take it unless. So you started in 98? Uh, 90, 96 was the earliest form, but WrestlingInc.com, the domain started in 97. So, what was, yeah. what was before Wrestling Inc? Uh, it, was called, it was a newsletter called the Wrestling Gazette. I send it out over cool. email. Hmm long time Raj. damn i know <laughs> how are you still doing this and watching this every <laughs> week man ah it's crazy um so after that razor versus titus o'neill dude they look like some bats out of hell coming down the uh ramp though those guys look imposing as hell i'll say that much yeah and then when you're losing to apollo cruz and <laughs> you get in the ring and lose to apollo I don't cruz get it. i don't get it they just they just have nothing for him. I mean, I'm sure next week. So who was it? So, a come. Uh, I thought Aiken, they would reverse it. Remember, I said I predicted they'd reverse it. That that this yep. week was going to be homeboy. Uh, uh, what's his name? Titus. Yeah. So Razor beat Titus this week. Uh, Akam. Akam. Is it Akam or Akam? I don't know. I thought it was Akam. Akam. Akam lost to Apollo. So what? Next week they'll probably do Akam against or Apollo against Razor probably. They got to crisscross it one more time. Yeah. Um, and here's the thing, Raj. I also pointed out, like, okay, say even if they did, 
annihilate them in two seconds, which they should. Yeah. What's the best that's going to happen? They're a tag team in the world's crappiest tag division. Exactly. Yeah, there's <laughs> nothing for them. There's nowhere for them to go right now. I mean, shame. Drew and, you know, they're heels, and Drew and Dolph are heels. So you got no, like, real top tag teams. WWE figured out what they got with them, and they did They did do those two right, thank God, because I was petrified. Yeah. That we were going to have, like, what you, what you would call it, uh, Hardy – and uh, what's his name? Like Bray Wyatt, like another type of that going against these random tag team jobber acts that nobody cares about. Yeah. And then those two would suffer. But thank God they're doing it right. They're putting them in the main event. Talking about Dolphin. And, and yeah, Dolphin Drew. Yeah. Uh, so at this point, it seems like we're getting really stuck in the muck and the mire of Monday Night Raw. But rest assured, folks, the show really picked up after this segment but first uh, i want to take a minute and give some love to the sponsor of this episode mac weldon mac weldon is better than oh. whatever you're wearing right now well unless you're mr raj geary who's sporting his mac weldon shirt there that he's got going on uh oh, nice i love it must be nice Mac Weldon's mission is simple. They make sure all your basics and beyond are smartly designed and shopping for them is easy and convenient uh i'll tell you they believe in smart design, premium fabrics, and simple shopping. I used their website. It was super easy to find stuff that fits, stuff that I was interested in. They have the most comfortable underwear, sock shirts, underwear, uh, hoodies, sweatpants, undershirts that you'll ever wear. And they have a line of silver underwear and shirts that are naturally antimicrobial, which means that they eliminate odor. And they want you to be comfortable. So if you don't like your first pair, you can keep it, and they'll still refund you, no questions asked. Not only are their underwear, socks, and shirts look good, uh, but they perform good as well. And I'm telling you, the shopping experience, if you're like me as a guy, you hate shopping, you hate having to try stuff on. One thing that's fantastic about it is that you look at their site, whether you're looking at underwear, shirts, shorts, you can go through their sizing is all true to fit. It's easy to use their website. You could find stuff, check out the different colors. It's so well laid out, so basic. And I'm, I'm going to show this. I'm not going to show you all the size, but the fabrics here on the silver, <laughs> silver underwear here. Look at this. I mean, it looks like the kind of stuff like, like you wear this to protect getting bit by a shark. This is the most high-tech pair of underpants that I own. The antimicrobial is great. I mean, guys, you know what it's like at the end of the day. It could be kind of funky, especially in hot weather. Matt, you're in Florida. You don't oh, want to go no. near Matt Morgan's underpants. No, no. Uh, Always yeah. roses. Always roses. Yeah, it's a hazmat zone. Uh, with antimicrobial, you don't have to worry about that. They are going to reduce your funk. And uh, let me tell you, that is worth its weight in gold or silver in this case. Um, yeah, we've got a special offer for our listeners. We've got a unique promo code. When you go to MacWeldon.com and you enter the promo code INC at checkout, you're going to save 20% off your first order. Uh, this is great. I'm telling you, go there, load up on stuff. I've got pair of shorts that are fantastic i've got the underwear i've got the antimicrobial shirt i love everything that i've gotten for them you're gonna love it too and especially in this warm weather god it's august it's just beginning august september october depending on where you are in the country it's gonna get really hot and you're gonna want stuff that breathes stuff that eliminates odor and most importantly stuff that looks good while doing it and that is mac weldon MacWeldon.com promo code inc Save 20%, and we thank them so much for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Real quick, let me jump in real quick. So I've been using Mack Weldon, you know, ever since they first became a sponsor. I now have four shirts of theirs. Like, I got this, which I can wear when I go to, the, you know, the pub or when I go to a nicer lounge. I love it. It's comfortable. It looks good. Uh, and then I've tried their – I've got, like you, did the, the underwear, the socks, and everything I've gotten is awesome. So another thing I just got recently, they have this backpack laptop bag. And so it's a laptop oh. bag. Nice. that transforms to a backpack and it looks sharp uh, it has a, a charger in there a little, little battery charger so you could charge your phone or anything and it's 
it's just slick. I, I got rid of my old laptop bag and this is all I use. And it's awesome. So definitely check it out. It's not just clothes now. They got uh, they got other items. I'm going to go check that out. That's fantastic. Traveling, you need something like that. Uh, yeah. yeah, man. I am all about that. MacWeldon.com, promo code INC, save 20% off your first order. And we thank them for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. So the Kevin Owens show is back tonight. And uh, we had guest Jinder Mahal out there with Sunil Singh. I love when heels do segments together. And the first thing I was thinking was, man, I wish we had something like uh, Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling, like a cartoon. Oh, because perfect. I want to see Kevin Owens perfect. and Jinder and Braun. Because the villains are the ones that really perfect. shine in that situation. And tonight perfect. just reminded me of that. I thought it was so good uh, setting up the match with Braun Strowman and Jinder Mahal. Yeah. But uh, yeah, these guys are just killing it. And I feel like this is the the B or maybe even C act most weeks. I would even argue they would look great in Iron Sheik's cartoon car. <laughs> yeah, so you could kind of tell something was up because usually the Kevin Owens show is done in the ring and they had this like kind of yes. backstage. I like so, it though, but yes. Yeah, I thought it looked really cool. I was like, oh, yeah. that's interesting. Why are they, you know, yeah. I like that they're doing it. In the back. But later you figured out exactly why they were. Right. Um, Owens was hilarious. He's just, you know, he's supposed to be interviewing gender, but he basically said everything. Gender <laughs> 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 getting a word. <laughs> and it's a good use of gender, by the yeah. way. Good use of gender. Yeah. Yeah, I felt like Owens and Jinder had a weird chemistry there. I did too. I did too. Swear to God, like it could you could do something with that, but uh, it was. I, I thought that it was, this was really entertaining. Yeah, and then of course uh, the match ended up. Well, real uh, quick, the yeah. the big spot was oh, so they're on this like stage, this platform uh, towards the back, and while they're talking, Owens is like challenging Braun to come out to face Jinder again because like Jinder already beat him. <laughs> you know, so he can do it again. Calls out Braun like three times. He doesn't come. And then all of a sudden, the, the, the platform rises. So Braun is under the platform, lifts it, dumps him over. It was, it was a cool spot. Creative as hell. Good use of Braun, obviously. It's like those 30 riders are just thinking of stuff for Braun and ignore the rest of the show. I will agree with that. Yeah. 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 Which is weird. They could knock that, they could have a retreat in one weekend, and all they could do is plan out bronze spots for the next year and be giddy, of, giddy about it all week, yeah. too. And they ignored everyone else, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so the match itself ended in DQ with Braun hitting Jinder with the money in the bank briefcase. Uh, so we're getting Braun versus KO at can SummerSlam. We, can we please acknowledge another Jinder win on television? Uh, yeah. By DQ, I mean, and not just that, Braun hasn't won in like. Since a long, long time. Before uh, before the last pay per view, right? Because he yeah. lost to Owens, he lost the game uh, two, twice to Jinder. I know what they're doing. They're trying to push that step, right? That you know, Braun can lose the briefcase if he loses by DQ and count out. So yes. he, he he's lost both ways to Jinder. But Braun just doesn't seem like the kind of guy you want on any kind of losing streak, right? Right. But we would be on them like flies on you know what if yeah. they did not set up the step properly, and they they are. We gotta give them some credit. Yeah. It's a two-way street because I just feel like Braun seems to have cooled off. He's cooled off with the fans too, and I think part of that is he was always going to, in my opinion. If you did not put the strap on him at the strap, Jesus, I'm getting old. If you didn't (laughs) put the championship on him, you know what I mean? Like seven months ago, six months ago, Mania even, I said that it's going to come and go because I'm telling you, it is next to impossible to be a big guy and get over as a baby face when it comes time to selling and getting sympathy on you. It is impossible, And, and, and now he's stuck. He's do you stuck think until they pull the trigger on him all the way? 
Do you think if he cashes in, like if Roman beats Lesnar and then he cashes in on Roman at SummerSlam, he'll he get it back? It. He can reclip it. Yes, yeah. I do. Yeah, I, I, I think so too. Yeah. I don't know. You think uh, KO is going to bring out Nicholas at SummerSlam, have him turn it on? <laughs> I thought School's back in, so it might be tough. <laughs> <laughs> and what's with that? School being back in in August, that'll never feel right to me. I, it doesn't. These poor kids, they get no summer. In my day, it was uh, Memorial Day to Labor Day. Dude, yeah. I grew I grew a foot over that summer. You know, I changed and all that stuff. You know, couldn't wait to come back and start dunking on people, basketball <laughs> tryouts, big changes. You know, as a as a as a boy, you make at these ages. Now I'm watching my neighbors. I'm like, dude, you were just in school like a month and a half ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this sucks. You made no changes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the worst neighbor ever. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Roman was announced that he was going to help out Seth Rollins in that tag match. Then we saw a, a video interview with Roman and Corey Graves talking about Brock Lesnar. So setting up their match for SummerSlam. Um, and then the twist being that Stephanie McMahon forbid Roman from participating and helping Rollins, making it a two-on-one handicap match of Ziggler and McIntyre versus Seth Rollins with uh, Roman backstage sucker punching uh, Constable Corbin in the gut. What'd you think of the use of what's his name, by the way? Um, Mini Dolph. Um, wanted to be partners with Seth Rollins tonight. Oh, <laughs> Tyler Breeze. Yeah, that was funny. That was kind of random, right? Yeah. Well, because Fandango's out. So Tyler Breeze literally is just doing random backstage stuff now. I was hoping he got a legit opportunity, to be honest, but whatever. I, think I, almost, it, thought, dude, I almost thought they were going in that direction. Tyler Breeze is actually a really good wrestler. Yes, he is. Oh, for sure. It's his side, you know, again. You know, the size it hurts you in WWE. I mean, I'm looking at it, and we're saying that, but we're, we're, we're saying this in today's day and age, right? Like, come on, yeah. Like, but Braun would have been the sixth or seventh biggest guy on my roster was WWE when I was there, right? But even even today, like, if you're not a certain height, uh, you just look at Finn, you know, where he ended up, and all these other all these other guys. You know, I'm looking. He's shredded, so I don't get it. He kind of makes up for it with his musculature. I don't know. Yeah. No, I hear you. I mean, I don't get Finn. I mean, even with AJ, he is the WWE champion, but he's not pushed as the top guy in the company, right? So. Right. Okay. Um, what about Nakamura then? He's tall. Yeah, but he doesn't have the the promo. Oh yeah. yeah. There's that. <laughs> There's that. I mean, I, I know Braun got some flack for an interview last week where he said that there's no one in NXT threatening the top spots. And I kind of see What's where he's coming from. What's wrong with that? What's wrong yeah. with him saying that? I would have pissed me off as an NXT guy going, F that. I'm about to prove your ass wrong. Yeah, but even then, what NXT guys do you see really threatening to be no, the God, guy? No, he's right. But, like, I don't see how WWE would be pissy about that. Well, by whose standard? Oh, no, no. The WWE wasn't pissy. Fans were pissy that Braun said that because – you know, NXT's got the cult following. They don't like Oh, uh, Okay, yeah. You know. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think Ricochet could be the biggest star in the company, but ooh, they won't pull the trigger on him. Okay. I don't yeah. see them booking him, you know, even That's with Braun or having him beat guys like Braun and, and Roman and Brock. Vince has – and I'm not saying you're – you know, I agree with you, Glenn. I think Ricochet is – Awesome as hell. I love watching. He looks like a movie star. Zoom in on his face. He looks like a movie yeah. star. He's got a, he's got everything except the size. And we just have seen time and time again that top spot is usually yep. goes to a bigger guy. But okay, AJ, we just say he's not a top guy, like the prototypical main eventer. But yeah, he's still the champion of SmackDown. He's the guy on their show, right? Right. But he Smackdown. never. Yeah. 
But SmackDown is so, clearly the the B show. Homeboy can't do that. Well, he can. I I, I can see him being a yeah. I could see him being up there on on SmackDown for sure. Whatever the A show is, uh, it's the, usually the Giants on top, right? Yeah, but bigger. with SmackDown going to Fox, what's going to be the A show? Then the Smack SmackDown will be the A show. But then a lot of the things that really? people hate about Raw. They're gonna hate about you know they're gonna hate about SmackDown because you'll probably have Roman go to SmackDown. And, Raw will still be the A show, I guarantee you. After a year, it it always ends up that way. Yeah, but Fox, I mean, you're talking about yeah, it makes sense. Fox, and and not just that. Now you have this advantage where right now your A show is three hours long and drags every week. Now your A show could be a two hour show on a network. You could get new fans in a lot easier for a two hour show than a three hour show. Okay, but isn't their biggest hard on the whole longest episodic television show in history? Yeah, it has to be their flagship because of this. But until but they've never had a a, a big network, you know, being on the top four. This is a whole new. Uh, maybe I'm stupid. Door. W uh, UPN was it, was it wasn't top uh, four. No. Okay, yeah, uh, UPN was only on a couple nights a week when it started. When uh when SmackDown right. debuted on there, and CW was the same way. What was right. WB back then? It was CW when SmackDown. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then UPN and WB merged to form the CW. Um, right. And that's where they got rid of SmackDown. Yeah. Hashtag Glenn loves One Tree Lane. Uh, one, tree, one, one Tree Hill. One Tree I Hill. That up, damn it. I, you know, I have no clue what that show is about. I thought, actually, for many years that that and Seventh Heaven were the same show. Pretty much, actually. I was not aware they were two different shows. Kind of like how I get Queen of the South and Queen Sugar confused right now. Um, Great show, Queen of the South. Great show. It looks interesting. Um, so, speaking of which, though, okay, so we're talking about stars, though, when they go on Fox. Right. Roman Reigns, okay, I could kind of see Braun Strowman, definitely. But between I Drew McIntyre. Well, okay, but here's my question, though, Matt. Between Drew McIntyre and Ricochet, who do you think is going to attract more of a new audience when they're on Drew. Fox? Drew. Drew, you think? I think Ricochet will get more new people watching the show. Because it's, it's different. It's like you watch back in Nitro, right? Like in those days, so many people were tuning in because of Mysterio and stuff. But the stuff that they saw as the big deal was the NWO, right? Always. That was the stuff that really. That was the ranker. Yes. Yeah. One is fun to watch. Another is sucks you in. Like these are the stars and they're about to, you know. They're, they're wrestling each other. So it's two different things, but I, I get your point, Glenn. Like someone sees Ricochet for the first time, they'd be like, whoa, what is this guy is doing stuff I've never seen before. He's a real life action hero. I and mean, he's got know, this like a, look a video about game him. character. Like, you know, they've got the new Magnum that's coming out. Like Ricochet could be cast as the new Magnum. He looks like he could star in a network TV show. He he's does. Got... He's a good looking kid, athletic as hell. And athletic is like, is like undercutting him, by the way. Like oh, yeah. AJ is the one I've always been most impressed with, athletically speaking, in the ring, but not since Ricochet. Holy bleep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ricochet is on another level. I've but... never seen anything like it. But I think what we've seen over history is, you know, over time is people it, yeah. in any sport, they get drawn into the stars and the people they see as superstars, yeah. whether it's UFC. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not Demetrius Johnson who's having, you know, right. uh, is, is the best fights and everything. 100%. It's Conor McGregor and the guys yeah. that they see as superstars. Yeah, well, guys we'll that see. the fights. Yeah, we'll see. It'll be here before we know it. Uh, so this two-on-one match tonight. Um, yeah, McIntyre and Ziggler won. I mean, so ultimately, does this end with Rollins beating Dolph oh. at SummerSlam? Yeah, I, I don't know what to make of this, actually, you guys, because what does it do for him? Exactly. I feel like the Intercontinental title is a step back for... He's past yeah. this, right? But then you don't want him losing again, because that really hurts him. 
but then just don't finally get hit, you know what I mean? Brought, brought up, brought up to me in event status again with a win. With yeah. Dolph? Uh, yeah, I mean, but what's it going to be Dolph versus Roman uh, once Roman goes past Brock? We keep saying they need main event heels. That's true. I mean, what I would guess is that, I don't know, maybe they double team, they're double teaming Seth and Dean Ambrose comes back and you got this tag team oh, feud. You know, that's got where it's got to end. I mean, right? Yeah. Or does, you know, someone's suggesting that Dean comes back to cost Seth. That'd be, that'd be different. Yeah. Oh, snap. Dean that could do the refresh, you know. Brother, like, that could be it, actually. Yeah. Think about it. We're, we're criticizing how they not recognize this guy being white hot. Maybe yeah. it's to get him here. Yeah. Because that can happen like that. If, if, if Dean costs Seth, that wouldn't hurt Seth that much. And then you got a hot feud. You do have a hot feud. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so we have the beat team versus the revival. Speaking tonight. of speaking yeah. real quick, speaking of Ambrose, oh, yeah, he yeah. Um, he has been working out at the Performance Center, and oh. so it looks like he's coming back soon. So, yeah, hence tonight, uh, Cole being like, it's not Dean Ambrose tonight. He's not coming back to help out <laughs> Seth. Well, I'm sure. Yeah, once they said mystery partner, I think everyone was thinking Ambrose. So, uh, but yeah, within the next month, he'll be back. Yeah, probably the raw night after SummerSlam. SummerSlam or the night after, yeah. Yeah. Uh, B team uh, versus the revival. B team's got some new music. <laughs> yeah. See, I shouldn't be laughing. I shouldn't be laughing. But it, but it's it's to, it's a comedic theme, right? It's not like a, a badass theme. It's it's. Of course. Yeah. Of course, it's their, not really badass theme. Their champion <laughs> reign has gone on much longer than I thought it would. Because <laughs> they got nothing else. They got nothing. Else. Yeah. Yeah, he's at it. I mean, the revival aren't over anymore, um, and the deleters of worlds. No one, you know, no one cares. I mean, th that's this feud's been going on since <sighs> the end of May. No one, yeah, you know, yeah. it, it's not like it's gotten better or there's been any twists and turns. Yeah, uh, and this was interrupted by the deleter of worlds tonight. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> So next week, those three teams are squaring off for the tag titles. I wonder if they just decided they didn't want to do this at SummerSlam, so they're, so they're doing it on uh, on Raw. I'm fine with that. Me too. We don't need to see the tag titles defended at SummerSlam. It's gotten to that point where it's, yeah. it's better off not being. You know, It is better off not. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, interview with Paul Heyman. Paul, red in the eyes. Oh, my gosh. Did the, the menthol blast in him to get that look or uh, – you know, maybe like watch Rudy three times in a row or something just to cry his eyes out. But he looked very sad. He had the they they it looked like they put some makeup on his face to make it look like he had some bruising from when Lesnar grabbed his face. Yeah, Heyman yeah. was just out. Yeah, I mean, he was outstanding. This was like a professional acting uh, job that he did here. It was. It was good. I think Heyman is uh, really underutilized, and putting him in this is, I mean. It's working out pretty well. Performance-wise, like acting-wise, this is one of the best things I've seen in WWE in forever. Like, I can't, as far as, like, really coming across as sad and, and uh, you know, heartbroken, it, when was the last time you saw something like that? It was, I, I was really impressed with Heyman. And, and, yeah. and this is coming from some, I've been a huge Heyman fan forever. And I thought this was something completely different that he pulled out. And, it was awesome. He's basically saying he hasn't spoke, spoken to Lesnar. He doesn't know what's going on. Right. He considers Lesnar his friend. 
Hey, I hope it's not a swerve because uh, it was so well done that I think a swerve would cheapen that whole thing because I thought it was so good. Well, then, yeah. Let me ask you a question because, you know, you run your own news site. What's the deal with, like, is there rumors about Vince's eyes? Like, the last few times we've seen Vince McMahon, is it just old age? Like, what's, like, his eyes? Is there something off with him? I think it's just old age. Yeah, they're, like, really red. And, yeah, uh, like, yeah, like like glaucoma-y almost. Oh, could be. It could be. I, I mean, yeah, I I'm, he's been, you know, not as present. Uh, you know, he's been skipping Raws a lot more. Um, has he? Yeah, not, not not every week or anything, but he used to never back in the day. Right. And then, like, you know, this Fo- the Fox deal, he wasn't a part of that at all. Like, Stephanie and Triple H were the ones, you know, that were there, along with, you know, really? Michelle Wilson. Um, Oh my gosh! Why am I forgetting his name? George Bar- uh, Barrios. So, oh, Michelle Wilson's supposed to be really good at what she does, by the way. Yeah, but this is the biggest deal, you know, WWE history. Vince wasn't really a, a part of it. That's crazy so. to me. Yeah, yeah. only he would if he, if he only if he would take a step back creatively because he's got the business end down. The creative end could use uh can use a little. As oh, much cool. as Triple H gets crapped on, you know, I'm sorry. He does a good job if you let him alone. Yeah. He knows how these guys, he everything every successful promoter's ever done, right? Play to someone's strengths, hide their weaknesses. He's done a, a magical job with that with those NXT guys. Yeah. I agree. Um, so, yeah, it was interesting. They were asking Paul if there's any other talent that he'd be interested in representing in the WWE. Like uh, that. I like that. I like that, too. Yeah, this could go in a lot of different directions, so uh, yes. which is good, right? It's kicking yes. some life into it. Uh, what was not as good, the riot. And so squad... Heyman basically said no when yeah. when you were asked that. Yeah, uh, the riot squad versus the Boston Hug connection. Now, rock and sock rhymed. That made sense. Boston Hug, horrible. really? Horrible. And and why are they putting over the Viking thing so much on Sarah Logan? Yeah. <laughs> is that back on the air, by the way? Vikings? Oh, that's what that was my thought. I was like, did Vince just discover this show? <laughs> They're talking about Sarah praying to Odin and stuff. It was like, whoa. Yes. I mean, uh, yes, that's very feasible, actually. If it's <laughs> back on the air, Vince just got cued into it finally. Yeah. P.S. Vince, the main character, has been dead for the last season and a half if it's back on the air. Two seasons. You know, it's probably weird. You could probably trace that back. Like when Bray Wyatt started doing his thing, was like Duck Dynasty on the air, like really hot at the time. You know, Vince is just flipping channels on his private plane, and he gets these epiphanies. Even that's dated. There's a Cape Fear knockoff for a little yeah. bit, right? Oh, absolutely. Actually, that's probably more likely. Vince was like, I was watching this new movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, I just feel like, I mean, you know, this was Ruby Wright came back distracted. Uh, Big character. Sasha. So, so uh, the Wright squad got the win. I just feel like Sasha and Bailey, they felt like they're on a little bit of a roll with whatever they're doing, you know, as a team. They yeah. were. It's just kind of puts a halt on it. They were. Whatever little bit of a, you know, momentum you can have with how badly they've been booked this year. Right. But, you know, they're back on the same page. They're winning. And then just to come back this soon and have them lose, just unless they're splitting them up, which it doesn't seem like it yet. They kind of have to, though. But yeah. Unless they do go, there's now a lot of talk with the women's tag team title. So maybe if they decide to go in that direction, I don't know. I mean, that could be, uh, I don't know. Could but be. 
if they do split, I don't see it happening until the Evolution pay-per-view or around there. So they have that match there, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's possible. I mean, that would be a hell of a match to have. I mean, that's that's going to be yes, match of the night. If they do it. Imagine if they had steam on it. I mean, yeah. what, I mean, what else do you got? Yeah, yeah, you'll have a Rousey match, but what else do you got that really fans would care about? That's uh, that's of, of the current stars. That's got a, a very bad storyline build, but the most time invested in it. Dude, I repeat myself ad nauseum every week about Bailey. They should have stayed out of her way, and I didn't want to waste any more breath on it. Like she literally gave them a license to print money. Yeah, with their T-shirt sales. Just mm-hmm. stay out of the way. Let her do her thing. You idiots. Copy what she did on NXT. It would have worked. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Uh, main event tonight. Man, can't remember the last time they built up Alicia Fox this much. <laughs> yeah, I episode. kept thinking the same thing, dude. <laughs> same thing I was thinking. Oh, man. Um, but yet no mention of Melina versus Alicia Fox and all of uh, her accolades. <laughs> some, some people's opinion one of the, the greatest match we've ever seen <laughs> why didn't they just show that clip like of the talking heads if you're putting together an alicia fox montage like just show that clip from tough enough oh <laughs> uh, man uh what's cameron up to she ever work any indie dates do anything man, she's got a couple of small tv projects oh, that, that was her that wasn't the miss america girl that was cameron yeah, that was her oh uh, okay you're thinking of Rima, Rima Faki or something like that? Yeah, that's what I thought it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Cameron was like the only one that got signed from that season that didn't win, wasn't she? Um, that's crazy. She was first eliminated. Anyhow, uh, Alicia Fox getting mileage out of that captain's jacket from Survivor Series, but came out to, with Alexa Bliss, <laughs> to Alexa Bliss's music, and then Alexa Bliss dominated the promo ahead of time. It was just like, oh, man, you could really tell where this was going, you know? Yeah, I mean, they're trying to build a SummerSlam match. But yeah, they just get, let Alicia Fox have her own entrance. Yes. I don't know. It, it just seemed kind of... I don't know. You're right. And she didn't even get to hit the Northern Lights suplex on Ronda. Why do you care? Because that's Alicia's... I mean, look, that's Alicia's signature move. It's her best move. She does it better than the any other gimmick was. I thought the leg gimmick thing was. No, the the back suplex, man. Uh, when Alicia does that, I mean, it's literally the thing that you look at her. If you're trying to build and make Alicia Fox look credible, at least let her hit her her one spotlight. Uh, I mean, she was throwing in punches. It reminded me, it was like, oh, this is this is like the first boss in Punch Out. Like, this did not look. Once the match started, all credibility was out the window, and Ronda, you know, just make quick work work of her. And as, as she probably should. I mean, she, she is, you know, she's facing someone who hasn't won a, a match on Raw in a year. Um, and she's supposed to be the baddest woman on the planet. So yep. I, I don't, I just, they were trying to stall and kill so much time at the beginning that that took me more out of this match because by the time it started, I was like, oh, finally, you know, like the, you went way too long with the Lexus promo and uh, you just with all this stuff at the beginning, it's just taking forever to get to it. But, um, you know, I thought Ronda looked good. You did what you were supposed to, and I, I thought well, that was. Effective. Although she was, Ronda looked very confident tonight, but the match she put on was nowhere near as good as her WrestleMania match. Like I thought, the well, offense she put in wasn't impressive at all. Well, the WrestleMania match also had Kurt Angle and Triple H That's involved, true. who were two of the greatest wrestlers of all time, and she, and she was hot tagged into the match. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, it's, it's a it's very different with the singles match, but and not to mention that she worked those matches out like move for move at the oh, times, right? And like this, they were like rehearsing at the house shows over the weekend. Yeah, it was just um, punches though. And then I like the armbar. I loved when she did the demonstration on the armbar to Alexa and was pointing it out and putting it in position. That was badass. Yeah, the, the way she was tossing around, I was a little worried that Alicia was going to get hurt a couple of times with how yeah. she was getting uh, tossed around, but. Um, I think I, I think look, Rhonda just doesn't have that enough time to become like uh, really uh, a really good worker on her own, where it's not rehearsed and, and planned out ahead of time. It's just not that much time. She just started, you know, late last year when she first started going to the performance center. So she's already looking great, and but you could play into that persona because she shouldn't be having really long matches or trying to have classics. You know, go yeah. to that mystique, that baddest woman on the planet. Short matches, Lots of whatever people matches. say, Mike Tyson, Ronda Rousey, the shorter her fights were going and how quickly she was ending it, they got bigger with each one after that. Of course, yeah. 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 But what do you want to pay to watch her do, though? That three seconds of mayhem and yeah. badassery. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, I very... never, I listen to me. When I watch a UFC fight, and I'd see someone just eat someone alive like in 25 seconds. I never walk away going, oh, I didn't get my money's worth. I go, God dang, did you just see that? Yeah. And just as that character, you're like, oh, no one could beat her. Like, remember yes. for a while, people were like, she could beat Floyd Mayweather. That's yes. how crazy I, I was gone. one of those marks yelling that. I thought she was this. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because it, it was so impressive that just it, it just added to it. And she so got my money every pay per view, bro, because uh, of that mystique. Yeah. See, I like a story. And that's why I think Ronda's greatest guess, match. Guess what? There's two hours and 50 minutes worth of stories for you. Okay? Her story, just like Bobby's story, should be straight up sports, top flight athlete. Hers is badassery. Three minutes. Let's do it. And, and not just that, but when you finally have her beat, what a big deal that would be, right? It's oh, like when Hulk Hogan yes. finally lost. Because Hogan was unbeatable. And then when he finally lost, it was a huge deal. And it sets up a whole new thing of storylines. So. They did. If you look back, though, they kind of did mess that up when you go back in time and think about it. Because technically, it was to Andre. Yeah. Right? They, they, it was kind of half a loss, right? In a way. So we did see Hogan not win a match for the first time. We were all like, holy shit. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, no. That's yeah. what I'm referring to is when he lost to Andre. If that didn't happen, can you imagine how much the impact really would have been when Goldberg beat him? Oh, yeah. Or Warrior. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Warrior. Yes, I did yeah, that back. Warrior, yeah. yeah, sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. But so even so, the Warrior uh, with uh, Andre winning, it did set up Macho Man, and it set up that whole then the Macho Man Hogan feud. Sure, sure. But anyway. More people so was, were made. Four guys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was a different Raw tonight, different rhythm with that main event. Uh, SummerSlam, we got, what, one more Raw than SummerSlam? Yep, just next week. Brock Lesnar's wow. supposed to be on. They didn't advertise him. Usually they do. So. What, SummerSlam? No, no next Rob week's Raw before. before SummerSlam. Yeah, usually... This feels like the least build to SummerSlam in recent oh, years. I agree. Oh, yeah. Like to think like this is the episode before the go home and like nothing happened really. It was just kind of a lot of filler. Who's the big, what's the big match? Brock and Roman. Brock and this Roman. Time it's personal. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, 
So yeah, I mean that was I, I thought it was a very skippable show. You just watch, if you're on YouTube, watch the Ronda match and the. Uh, if you're on Vine, if you're on Vine, watch the Ronda match. It was very. But fun. do you see how this? I've always was a fan of keeping Brock off TV. He's your champion. He's Mystique. He's a big deal when he shows up, right? A la Andre, let's say. Okay, problem with that is what we've run into consistently is that this match, we knew this match between him and Roman was going to be like ten years ago. How many times have you been yelling from the mountaintops? We met. We still got to get to SummerSlam where Roman finally gets his win on Brock. When I kept yelling that Braun needs to win the title already, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We we've been seeing that for the last six months. It feels like it yeah. ruins it. That's why I asked, "What's the big match?" Because I'm like, it can't be this obvious, though, right? It's still those two. Like I'm missing somebody here. I'm missing Bobby, and you know what I mean? Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, AJ and Samoa Joe, but they just haven't been pushing that as a huge it's be, deal. It'll be a great match. It'll, it'll be, be awesome right. if they're given time. Yeah, they got so many matches on this card that uh, so what, it's not looking like Cena. It's not looking like Taker. You know, obviously since unless, that's why it's cool. The tag titles don't need to be on it. Absolutely, yeah. It just it just kills time from stuff other stuff that could greatly benefit from it. Uh, Intercontinental gets a shot in the arm here. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, before we wrap, Matt Hardy and Alistair Black injured? Question mark. Wait, what? Yeah, so so Matt Hardy uh, has been putting out all these tweets that are like it, you would read them and think that he's teasing retirement. He's like about like posting photos with fans talking about what a wonderful journey he's had. Um, but anyway, it, it's he he revealed that his lower back and pelvis have started to fuse together, and you know from all those years is doing that flying leg drop. Oh. So he's you know he's hurting obviously. Um, apparently, it's not bad enough that he's going to miss any time anytime soon. Uh, you know, and you look at Jeff Hardy, you could just look at him and you could tell he's hurting. Uh, so both Hardys, man, you know, they, they've been doing this extreme lifestyle, you know, the, 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 with their, their matches and everything. I mean, they, with the ladder matches for so long, I, I would argue the leg drop, it was harder on the body than Swanton. I mean, just because you're constantly coming down right on your butt in a 90 degree position. That's how I blew my L5 out. I went through a table off the top Ooh. rope. The table breaks your fall, if anything. And it's killed my back. And Matt did it every night. Yeah. I remember Hogan with just the leg drop. Just the leg drop. Yeah. That's what did his back in. He told me to stop doing it. I was doing it just as a false, like in the middle of the heat, I would do it. You know what I mean? As a a false, cheap false finish. He's like, you're going to pull your back out. Don't even do it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and he was just doing it without, you know, without going to the ropes. And Matt Hardy's doing that from the top rope. So, um, so yes, they're not missing any time, but you know both Hardys are hurting. As far as Aleister Black, he he got crotched during a match with Tommaso Ciampa at an NXT house show in Las Vegas, not the past Saturday, but the Saturday before. Apparently, it was serious enough that it required surgery. Ooh. And um, so, oh, from what Dave Meltzer had reported, it looks like it's, it's fairly serious. And but he's advertised for the Takeover main event against. Uh, Champa and Johnny Gargano, and that's you know a week from Saturday, but they've already filmed all the TV up to it. So my guess is they're probably not going to change anything beforehand. And then if there's he, something that if it needs to be changed, they'll change it the day of or announce it at the, the show. And because those two are so good, they'll be able to get through a three-way. Yeah, I mean there is that too. I mean it, it does take a lot of the the burden off to be in a three-way yeah. even though they all work a very athletic hard you know style it's not he gets hurt immediately and becomes a singles match that's all that's how you yeah. write it you do that 
get him out of there, get the title. You know what I mean? I don't know. Get the yeah. title on Ciampa. Yeah. Well, it'll be here before we know it. Uh, we'll be back here Wednesday, 12 noon Eastern. Talk about SmackDown Live. Raj, we got a guest this week. Yeah, Conrad Thompson will be joining us. So, um, yes. so yeah, we'll, we'll be here on Wednesday. Tell cool. him I said what's up, please. Will do. Will do. Uh, Matt, anything you want to plug before we take this home here? No, sorry, Bob. Okay. Until uh, next time, folks, I'm Glenn Rubenstein, and we'll see you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.